Welcome back in to the Danny Parkin show. Mark Grody is in. That was the final call of the season. Jeff Joniak, WBBM. And kind enough to join us now on the Alpamani Nissan Hotline. Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park is the chairman of the Chicago Bears. Got a few minutes for us. We're thrilled to have him on the show. George McCaskey with us on the score. George, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? Good, Danny. How are you doing? Hi, Mark. Hey, George. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. We, we genuinely appreciate you coming on today, and we appreciate the tour of your office as well, which we can get to later. But but do you? I, I want to start off with the events of yesterday and ask you directly, do you have any regrets either in what you said or decisions you made given the reaction to the press conference yesterday, which was, and I'll use our word, it was a tepid reaction. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Danny, that's one of Mark's and my favorite words. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, I would say uh, maybe a little warmer than tepid. And, and we understand that. Um, we understand that no matter what we said, we weren't going to please everybody. If we had taken a back up the truck approach, there would be some people, I'm sure, who would say, well, you, you didn't give them an, an adequate opportunity or, or maybe you should have kept this guy instead of this guy. Um, so we, we knew that it wasn't going to be a universally popular decision by any means. And we also know that we really don't have an opportunity to um, even come close to demonstrating that we made the right decision until maybe as late as September, hopefully by starting the season off with some wins. George, I wanted to talk to you about like who was there speaking and Ted Phillips specifically, because we get a lot of confusion and you even addressed it yesterday. Like some people think he meddles in football operations and that couldn't be further from the truth is were your words, but it also, he's meeting with Ryan Pace. He's meeting with Matt Nagy uh, during the season and after. So what is his role in the decision on whether or not the coach and the GM keep their jobs? Uh, the way we do it is the president and CEO and the chairman make those determinations in consultation with ownership and the board of directors. Would you ever consider a president of football operations or at least even a, a consultant who has a football background to help you with that as opposed to the buck stopping with you and Ted who are not quote unquote football people? Well, as far as the consultant, I mean, we had that, um, which resulted in uh, the hiring of Ryan. Uh, we had Ernie Accorsi. The guy's got Hall of Fame credentials, uh, been successful with two teams, and uh, did a great job, first of all, establishing credibility for us in the interview room, and secondly, guiding us through the process and helping with the selection. I've heard a lot about, you know, you need a quote-unquote football guy, a czar, a president of football operations, whatever. In our structure, the football guy is the general manager. And even if you had a president of football operations, that person at some point would have to be reporting to what you described, Danny, as a non-football person. So to me, it's not so much uh, the structure as it is the people uh, we think we've got the right people. We understand not everybody agrees with that, but we think we do. But I guess in terms of like, if Ryan is telling you fill in the blank player is doing his job in this way, right? Like I haven't been coached on how to study film and you haven't and Ted hasn't. So like, how do you know if you don't have a football person 
in the room that they are the right people for the job. Well, the football person in the room is the general manager. So, um, yeah, we're asking questions. Uh, we want to make sure that there's thorough analysis, um, that there's um, vigorous discussion um, before decisions are made. But we don't make those decisions ourselves. Hey, George, I wanted to ask you about the, the six-game losing streak this year. It was obviously hard on anybody. The toughest stretch of the season goes without saying. Why was that presented as a positive yesterday during the press conference? Well, there's uh, very little positive about a six-game losing streak. Uh, I think I was careful to say, you know, nobody wants that. Uh, the thing that impressed me was how our team reacted, that they stuck together, that they didn't point fingers, um, that they didn't cast blame, and that they played their butts off for this coach. That was a big factor uh, in, in my assessment of the situation. But, yeah, we got to avoid – six-game losing streaks. I mean, if you look at the history of uh, the modern playoff system, those are killers. We were only the third team um, in the quote-unquote modern era to qualify for the playoffs that had had a six-game losing streak. And the only reason we did that is we qualified for the lowest possible seed. So we've got to do better. We've got to avoid those situations. The year prior was a four-game losing streak. So um, yeah, we got to stack wins. When you talk about wins and losses, that's obviously how Matt and Ryan will ultimately be judged. But I am wondering if Ted Phillips is in the room with that type of decision-making power or influence, however you want to put it, and you've made the playoffs six times in his 22 years as team president, how is he judged and evaluated? Every employee is judged uh, on the in that context at the end of the season. And the way I look at it is considering their entire body of work, should the employment relationship continue. Ted's performance is reviewed by the chairman and ownership and the board of directors. And Ted has done an outstanding job for us. And the, getting us through this pandemic is just another example of it. Um, he's accessible. He communicates well. He uh, has great organizational skills. He requires much of people, um, but they know that they can also come to him if they have a problem too. Our family has um, the utmost faith in him and very grateful for the job that he's done in his time with the Bears. Hey, George, as it pertains to the, the contract lengths for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, I respect that you guys are, at this point, you're not going to tell us what the lengths are, unless you decided today that you would like to. But I guess my question is, why is that not being revealed? Uh, well, thank you for the invitation to, <laughs> <laughs> to change our minds. But um, I, I think all three of them made the point yesterday um, that it, it's not about the contracts, that if things work out, the contracts will take care of themselves. And that's the approach we're taking going forward. So you said that there's confidence that they're going to be able to deliver better quarterback production as we're joined by the chairman of the Bears, McCaskey, here on the Danny Parkin Show with Martin Grody. And the reason why I think it's relevant is lame duck general managers are very rare in the NFL, at least among the teams where their contract information is public because you wouldn't want a GM to like 
hemorrhage cap space in the future to save his job in a win now season or trade future draft picks in order to save his job in a win now season. So I, I think that's why it's relevant for fans. So I guess my question is how active is Ryan Pace going to be allowed to be in order to go all in in what seems like a must win season in 2021? Uh, well, first of all, I, I would quibble with your uh, terminology since we're so much in the political realm these days. Uh, lame duck in the political realm means somebody who is out the door on a date certain. And that's not what we're talking about here. But I thought Ryan addressed it very well. He's always making decisions that are in the best interests of the Chicago Bears. And that's one thing that are uh, attracted to a, us to him as a GM candidate from the very start. So if he if he wanted to trade a future first round pick to move up in this draft, that's something that he's the football guy. He would have the discretion. He has the ability to do that this offseason. He's the football guy. He makes the football decisions. Mm -hmm. So I did want to talk to you more about the you guys talked a lot about accountability yesterday. And I think people think, oh, the only way to be accountable is to be fired. But obviously, that's not true. You guys have meetings and evaluations and all of that. But about quarterback specifically, um, if Ryan, Ryan Pace is going to be able to draft a quarterback at a quarterback, it's going to be his decision. And the last time he drafted a quarterback was obviously Mitch Trubisky. And not only did it not work in terms of he didn't get the pick right, the process, George, that he arrived at that pick through reporting has been revealed to be like deeply flawed. He did not meet with Deshaun Watson in the same way that he met with Pat Mahomes and Mitch Trubisky. He didn't bring him in for a one-on-one -on -one interview. He didn't take him out to dinner in the same way that he did those other guys. So I guess I'm wondering, um, in terms of accountability and a mistake that was made, has that been acknowledged in conversations with Ryan, that there were flaws in his evaluation process for the 20-team draft? Well, we talked about um, all of the things that went into Ryan's performance or the, over the course of his six years with us. Um, you mentioned that it's been widely reported the process was flawed. To me, that's, that's somebody's conclusion. Just because you don't take somebody to dinner doesn't mean, in my opinion, that you've made a complete evaluation of that person. And sometimes a lot of uh, those things are done uh, for strategic purposes. You know, you hear all uh, manner of stories, especially the closer we get to the draft of uh, intrigue and, um, you know, uh, trial balloons and uh, trying to send, uh, send somebody uh, down the wrong track. Um, so, you know, it's a lot goes into that. And it, it, in my opinion, the football guy has to be given uh, wide latitude to carry out his plan the way he thinks best. George, last question that so I have you, for you. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to follow up quickly, Grody. Sorry. Uh, so, so you you were satisfied with the due diligence that was done on on Deshaun Watson in the 2017 draft? Uh, Ryan kept me advised of uh, his plan going into the draft all along the way. George, is next year a must-win season for the Bears? I think every year is a must-win season for the Bears, but um, it's not a situation where we're going to say, well, unless we make the playoffs, uh, we're going to make a change, or unless we win X number of games, 
we're going to make a change. We don't know what's going to happen. We just, in the last season, uh, had what the commissioner described as a season unlike any of the previous 100. So um, we don't know what lies ahead. We don't know what the situation is going to be with injuries. Uh, Ted described it as improvement. I described it as progress. To me, the words are much the same. We've got to get better. Uh you were very proud of the culture that was on display within this organization. It was something that you and Ted and Ryan talked about many times, but I, I just found it interesting because after the last game of the season, Mitch Trubisky said, quote, there's a lot of things we need to do better. A lot of things we need to change. And a lot of that is culture, what we accept and what we don't. So is it safe to say you disagree with Mitch's characterization of the culture? I didn't see that quote, and I haven't talked to Mitch since uh, well before Sunday. I haven't even been in the – yesterday was my first day in the building in more than a month. So um, I'll say this about Mitch. He's an outstanding young man. His teammates love him. He works his butt off. He loves the game of football. He's got a passion for it. And um, I, I can speak more to off the field. Off the field, he was outstanding as a representative of the Chicago Bears. Got a Super Bowl pick for us, George, before we let you go. I know you only have a few minutes here, so thank you. Uh, I don't know about the Super Bowl, but all I can say in closing is go Rams. <laughs> I figured you might throw, throw that one in. Uh, well, George, listen, I will say this. I appreciate you giving us the time. I think fans love when they – hear from owners and GMs. And I know Ryan like basically doesn't speak during the season, but uh, accessibility and transparency is something that Bears fans really appreciate. So I appreciate you coming on the show today. Appreciate it, Danny. Thank you, Mark. George. Yeah, George, thank you. I, I want to just repeat what Danny said. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, giving us a little bit of time. And hopefully we'll talk to you down the road here. Okay. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. That is the chairman of the Chicago Bears, George McCaskey, with Mark Rohde in on the Danny Parkins show.